Kanida. Anita. It's over 9,000. Nani? Kinichiwa and welcome back to part two of the Autumn Anime Onslaught from Japan. And it is an onslaught to be reckoned with. It certainly is. Well, we couldn't get through the all of this season's anime in one single show. We knew it would be a bit too long, so we split it in two. This is part two of episode 19, and this is where we're going to look at the sequels, the returning mm-hmm. shows, and the movies mm-hmm. that are coming out in the next three months. Let's get stuck right into it. Ready because, and raring. Yeah, I'm going to be shattered otherwise. <laughs> Here we go. That's a lot of anime. Oh, there's so many. No, I didn't watch them all. Awesome anime. Yes, we have a comprehensively huge list of new stuff to look at. Yes. And that we do. said, we still have so much to watch that is just returning from last season. Oh mm. yeah. Well, I mean, not not even that. This is the sequels. This is shows that have already had a couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, three or four seasons, and they're coming back to even more. I kind of miss the days when a story can just kind of end. But, <laughs> but were, were those days ever in existence? I mean, think of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that went, the road went ever on and on. It did. And then we kept getting more extended editions and it got yeah. even more epic. But that said, I'm not complaining. I want oh to know no. where the rest of these stories go. Yeah. Absolutely. And the, f- the first one, the biggest hitter that everyone's talked about this season is Boku no Hero Academia Season 4. Oh, the hype is real. All I can it? say to this is yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going back to wrestling now. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I'm imagining is the um oh, I can't remember his name. He's the um Midoriya? No, no. All night. He's not one of the main characters. <laughs> He's Present Mike. The guy who uh, yes. has the microphone. That's his uh, hero name, Present Mike. He's got the speakers and he's really loud and mm-hmm. in all of it's Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Related to Little John. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you haven't heard of My Hero Academia, also known by its romanization name, which is Boku no Hero Academia, um, this is a series which has generated a huge groundswell of support over the past five years. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, the basic synopsis is one day a four year old boy came to a sudden realization the world is not fair. 80% of the world's population now wields special abilities known as quirks, which have given many the power to make their childhood dreams of becoming a superhero a reality. Mm. Unfortunately for Izuki Midoriya, was one of the few people born without a quirk. Mm. Yeah, the poor thing, and he's just... He's so cut by it. Mm. But he makes up for it. He refuses to give up on this dream. He makes up for it by studying the heroes Mm. around him, looking at their quirks, their strengths, their weaknesses and stuff. So he challenges and decides he's going to become a hero either way, learning all these things, determined to do the impossible. Mm. He sets his sight on the elite hero training academy of UA High. And he looks up to... um, The number one hero, All Might. Now, a little meeting between the pair of them happens, resulting in All Might gifting him some of his power. Um... That's where the story goes. We're not going to tell you what happens because, my lordy, you need to watch it. Oh, this was this was kind of riding on the success of, like, say, superhero genre stuff. It's been mm. big and growing bigger in the last, like, 10 years or so. Oh, it definitely has. Mm. Uh, so, like, something like this, if you like your Marvel and your DC and your comic universe stuff, 
this is for you. It's not just for that as well. It's, you know. There's so much in it for everyone. Mm. It's got such heart to it. It's, yes. it's also, no, no character is underutilized. Every character is well developed and fleshed out. Even the like joke characters, yeah. they will like play a major role here and there. And it's just like, oh, you're, you're so cool. Well, the prime example is last season, Miss Joke and her relationship to Aizawa. It's just like, you know, okay, she's a character whose literal, her, she's a hero whose literal gag is to make people laugh until they fall over. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. And uh, of course, Aizawa, um, who's called a Razorhead is his hero name. He can stop any power being used, so she can never make him laugh. <laughs> so it's a, it's a match made in hell. Mm. <laughs> so season four will be airing October 12th. That's internationally. Um, it's been delayed. It's a little bit, n- not as in like, you know, it's had a delayed start because of some issues. They purposely put it back to the 12th because this, if it follows the last three seasons, should be another 24 episodes, Woo-hoo. which will be huge. And they're going to run for 23 minutes of pop, airing on Saturdays at 5.30 p.m. in the afternoon. Prime time in Japan, that. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. You can catch it on Anime Lab, Crunchyroll, and Funimation. Plenty more places will be lining up to say, hey, we've got it as well shortly after I imagine. What I can <laughs> say, because um, I have read the manga, and I'm completely up to date, and holy cow, we're in for some epicness this season. Um, expect real losses, real challenges, and much higher stakes than the previous three seasons. Looking it's, forward to it's it. It's going to be good. Mm, I can't but wait. That takes us on to one which we saw earlier this year, which um, uh, yes. we, we weren't too sure on, but this, this actually looks like it's heading in an actual direction now. Yeah, this is also said in the school. It's called Bokuben, which translates to We Never Learn. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Nariyuki Yuiga is in his last and most painful year of high school. In order to gain the special VIP recommendation, which would grant him a full scholarship to college, pretty big deal, mm-hmm. he becomes a tutor for the three super geniuses of the academy. <laughs> um, all three of them are girls. Um, I do wonder if technically all three of them are super geniuses. One's like, is, is being sports uh, being a genius? It's more like they are like the person in their field. One of them is mm. like scientifically minded oh, yeah. and a genius. But, but One of them is... Science and literature and mm. then sports. sports. You'll be good at them. <laughs> despite, but, so. now, despite being completely clueless outside of their pet subject. So like, like Kenny was saying, they excel at their mm. preferred subjects. Will they be able to pass the entrance exams to the school of their choice with Nariyuki's guidance? And entering the final stretch of studying before the entrance exams, could there be signs of love? Now, yes. This is something which has always irritated me about these harem animes, and it's the fact that they just kind of hang on and 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 hang on. And mm-hmm. hang on. You get where I'm going with this. It, nothing <laughs> happens. You, you know what? Um, I like his character. Yeah. His character is different to what you'd see in... I mean, this is, by definition, technically a harem anime. Oh, yeah. It's pretty standard stuff, but it's, it's actually very grounded. Yeah. Yeah. If you actually have a look at the genre, as written right there, harem is one of them. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's a mainstay of anime. But Bokuben has been running as a manga for a few years now, before it even got its adaptation. Hmm. And it was quite popular with the fan base, and a lot of the fan base... If you have a look on my anime list, 
were quite angry at the adaptation, saying that it took out oh. a lot of the important stuff in favour of just doing all the random silly things that happened. Have to Season one it, took then. way too long to find its stride. To be honest, I'm not even sure it did. It was quite... It sort of seemed to plateau, didn't it? It did. Pretty much. And then, you know, rushed to the finish in the last couple of episodes. Season two will hopefully improve on that. And with the preview, it's showing there's some serious questions being asked of the main character about his relationship with these girls and how you know, their future might pull mm. out. And I think that's, you know, something we don't often see in these animes. No, you don't. You actually don't. And it's something that I'm looking forward to seeing happen in this anime. Some more development, which also means that I do now want to read the manga as well. Um, so mm -hmm. you can catch this Mondays, 12.30am. It runs for about 23, 23 minutes each, uh, likely about 12 episodes. And you can catch it on Anime Lab, Crunchyroll, Funimation, High Dive and Wakanim. Which is a, it's a decent amount. Wakanim, Wakanim, yeah, Wakanim. That's, it is. Yeah. Now, Spread we've got to go wide. to the wonderful world of card games and possibly the origin of all of this mess. You, you think so? I think it is. Yeah, I, after watching the trailer for this... I reckon we could be onto something there. Mm -hmm. What is it? This is called Chiafuru. It's uh, about a girl in the sixth grade. She's a transfer student from the rural Fukai prefecture. Ooh. She's quiet, she's subdued, but she has an unexpected skill. The ability to play competitive karuta, a traditional Japanese card game. Now, this looks bonkers. Oh, yeah. Um... This is got this is its third season. This started I think it was in like 2005 the mm. first season of this. I've I've never even heard of it. Neither have I. And its art style and animation and movement look amazing. Oh yeah, this looks like a lot has gone into this. This is um And th this appears to be a traditional Japanese card game where you literally throw away your opponent's cards. Yeah, you smack them out of their way yeah, with like looks... grand gestures and it looks pretty um, dynamic. I'm never going to really get like traditional Japanese games. Go Chess is a major mind trip for me. I mm -hmm. gave it a try like a few times, but I'm just not cerebrally equipped for that sort of thing. It's oh, fair enough. Thing. But now I see this, I'm just like, oh my, is this the origin of like Yu-Gi-Oh and I, stuff? I, I think this is more than just the origin of Yu-Gi-Oh. I think this, this game appears to be the origin of why all of Japan's card games have way over the top hand gestures and crazy hand movements in their animes. So you reckon it has um, its roots in this game? I really do. I really do. Because there's a whole, uh, when I was doing research on the show, you there's a video where um, I, I found on YouTube where the guy's showing the girl how to quickly knock the cards out and saying, this, no, this is the movement. Then so you see her You see her it. later in purposely wearing specific clothes so she can move her arm in that movement very quickly and very, you know, mm -hmm. you know dynamically. dynamically. Yeah. And it's like, this is literally where they got the ideas for, you know, I'm going to put the cards in front of my face and then I'm going to fling them out to the side and then I'm going to do the stars. And, yeah. You know, it's like... I think I think they just saw that and went, how can we make this wilder? <laughs> I have to wonder that maybe like things like this are also there's also like deep rooted origins for other things like you know the uh, 
creepy oh, guy like glasses the press glasses up his nose. Mm. Or like things like that. Uh, this runs for 24 episodes. This airs on Wednesday at 1.30am. You can catch it on Crunchyroll on October 23rd. Okay. So, oh wow. So we actually got a few weeks into that first episode, Lance. Yeah. But it's just like season three. So we got to play catch up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm under the impression the previous, oh, well, we know it's 24 episodes as well, but I'm under the impression the previous two seasons are also 24 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, whether this is our cup of tea, we'll find out once we have a look at it. But uh, it's by Madhouse and that's a very fitting company to be doing this, isn't it? Right, totally. <laughs> Which brings us to something that kind of disappointed us a couple of seasons back. I We're not little. sure if it's it improved just, or it not. It just didn't go anywhere after so much promise. We are talking about Fairy Gone. Mm. Now, this is part two. Like It's being labelled as season two, but it's the second core of the series, and this will be the end of it. Um, it's an original work um, being brought out by PA Works, and it's going to run for 12 episodes to finish off the 12 episodes from the prior series. It had this great aesthetic as well. It's like mm. World War One kind of a setting, European, just like, you know, the deep, dark, cold woods and Lovecraftian yeah. monsters mixed with, like, you know, turn-of-the-century technology. This is my kind of thing. It was very sort of Germanic steampunk, I'd, yes. I'd say, would be the, the connection for Yeah, with it. some crazy fairy magic thrown in. But now, if you haven't caught Fairy Gone, um, I'll give you the synopsis. So the story takes place in a world where fairies possess and dwell in animals, giving them mysterious abilities. And by removing the organs of a possessed animal and transplanting them into humans, fairies can be summoned as an alter ego and used as a weapon. That is so messed up. Yeah. Uh, such individuals who use these fairies as tools of war were called fairy soldiers, and nine years have passed since the w- war the fairy soldiers were created for. The protagonist, Maria, is a new recruit of Dorothea, an organisation which investigates and suppresses fairy-related crimes. And she accidentally gets a fairy implanted into her completely naturally, not by actually, you know, having an organ put into her. It just kind mm. of joins with her, which is she apparently is that first, one yeah, or exactly, something like that. Something like that. The, the problem is, is that the first two episodes spend a lot of time developing this really, you know, interesting story. And then every episode after that felt disjointed. It would, like, introduce characters and, like, kind of show them to be interesting and then you'd never see them again. Mm. The main characters got no kind of development. There was a plot there, but it felt like it was, like, trudging at a snail's pace. I just... Mm. It was disappointing. Yeah, it... it, I was really taken by the concept because I thought that it would lead somewhere... it already had led somewhere that yeah. I'd, ne- I'd hadn't considered. Mm. But I, th- I think the issue is is that they were struggling to keep you interested in the character and their solution for that was to quickly jump to a new area. Mm. Like, this isn't a game where you're levelling and you just go to the next area to level. Like, it's not that sort of progression. No, you need stay to stay in the beginner's village and tell me more. Yeah, <laughs> br- build that attachment to the characters. And the, I think the big problem is you don't actually start caring about the characters. They're just there and that's it. Yeah, that's what you want. I think I can actually figure out one chief way that it went wrong for me. So the start of it is the main character gets a fairy in her. Mm -hmm. And this thing comes out as her as like an avatar with glowing ember fists. It looks like a dryad. It's this wood Mm. creature, this queen of the fairies and air and darkness and nightmares. And it goes crazy and destroys two other things. And what's the main character's reaction to this? nothing yeah like she the the thing is as well in the series is that when the fairy gets injured the user gets injured as well and while that happened it just didn't feel like it had impact yeah it it felt it 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 felt like several 
other animes we've seen where it's like, oh no, I've taken a mortal wound, but I'll be fine next episode. Wrap some bandages on it. Yeah, it's fine. Magic bandages. Like, hand this to another studio and Mm. another director, and the second episode would probably be about the girl sort of psychologically dealing with the fact that she is now possessed. Which I thought was, like, considering the colour choices they used for their palette, Mm. considering the style they've used for it, and the way the characters interact... You'd think they'd look at the psychological part yeah. of it. But no. No, it's it's action, supernatural, magic, fantasy. And no psychological, no thriller, mm. no drama even written into the, the script anywhere. Mm. And that's, I think, where it fails. Kind of a damn shame. Mm. And yeah. I'm really hoping that the second season at least tries to redeem itself. Like, well, I mean, it does look like they're more. trying. So there's a girl who went, grew up in the village um, the main character was from, who went and disappeared um, and has now reappeared. Um, but nothing happens with her in that first 12 episodes. Like, you see her in the first episode, and that's it. Yeah, um, it's like she's on the bad guy's side, but also on her own side, and doing, yeah. like, sneaky things, and the main character's like, I found you at last, let's be friends. No, mm. I am the Sasuke of this series. Exactly. It looks like the next 12 episodes from the preview trailer is meant to show the ending of that story, because, to be honest, I don't think they can get another series out of this. <sighs> I, I really don't. Um, Sad. It is on Funimation and Wackenim. If Look, Please have a look if you Wacken haven't him. already seen Wacken it. Make up your own <laughs> mind. <laughs> and um, it airs on Monday nights, bang on midnight. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, the witching hour. Let's move on to something a bit more fun. Oh, well, this is something <laughs> I will really like to talk about. Yes, I I'm think ga- everyone I'm, I'm going to double dip here and do two sto- shows <laughs> oh. in a row. Watch out. Oh, naughty. This is Food Wars, <laughs> season four. Now, I know I've been a bit harsh on some of the animes already that have got a pretty heavy ecky content. Food Wars, while it does have an ecky content mm. every now and then, I find it does it in a very hilarious comical way. It's strange. It feels kind of organic. And it does. Not, and it's not one particular gender. No. <laughs> it's, it's you might be everyone. guys or girls. So um, the synopsis for Food Wars, which is Shigeki no Soma, uh, ever since he was a child, 15-year-old Soma Yukihara has worked as the sous chef in the kitchen of his father's run-and-own restaurant. Soma develops a passion for entertaining his customers with his creative and skilled and daring culinary creations. His dream is to someday own his own family restaurant as its head chef. However, his father suddenly decides to close the restaurant and ship Soma off to Totsukai Culinary Academy, an elite cooking school where only 10% of the students graduate. The institute is famous for its shukakes, or food wars, where students face off in intense high-stake cooking showdowns, to the point that you could get kicked out of the school if you lose one. I'm still convinced that this mad academy for culinary excellence is the origin of the Iron Chefs. <laughs> it's entirely possible. It wouldn't surprise uh, me. I'd, I'd like to know if there was um, some sort of inspiration for this. Like, if there is a real brutal cooking school, I'm sure there are, there are plenty. Is. But I want to, like, real brutal. Like, mm. Well, I, I do feel like um, one of the shows we talked about earlier um, in the show which has made that comeback. Um, I can't remember the one. It was the one about the cooking in China. Um, I wonder if that was kind of the predecessor which sparked the idea in the writer's mind mm. and went, what if I did this with a different twist in Japan instead? Ah, that was uh, Shinchuka Ichiban. That's the one. Now, um, 
Food Wars season four is going to be <laughs> intense. Now it's, you yeah, got you showed you showed us today. Yes, I, I did think, show you because I'm a panel. I'm currently reading the manga, and the current arc I am in is what season four is ending with. Mm-hmm. Um, we do need to catch up on the anime, but the series is literally, as I said, where I am in the manga. And it's going to be amazing for character development, and the finale is going to be one of the biggest food fights of the series so far. Um, it's going to be amazing. And it's it's really... F- you, you're starting to see a lot more character development for every single character. It's not, you know, the cliche, oh, we'll develop this character for a bit and then give up. And it's not just... Uh, it's not like MasterChef where it's just like character drama and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even while it's cooking the food and it's showing you just amazing kind of whoa, this food looks amazing. It's mm-hmm. showing you a little of how it's prepared. It's quite giving funny. Giving an idea for In the manga, they have the recipes. Oh, yes. Uh, I actually learned a lot about this, um, the show and the manga and how it was written. They actually have a chef <laughs> dedicated for this who goes and tests the recipes. They say, we want, you, we want to make a recipe sort of like this. How does it work? So next episode, we're going to be reviewing Kyle's first foray into one of these recipes. Uh, are we now? Um, yeah, uh. we're going to sit by and we're going to judge and we're going to see whether he's good enough to stay as the Kawhi Fi uh, anchor <laughs> and, um, whether, or whether he needs to give his position off um, up to someone of a higher ranking. Or is this going to be the challenge that we each present a recipe and one of us will judge it, well, and whoever loses I feel like because I came up with the idea, I need to judge it. So you can <laughs> also, Kenny, you can make a recipe. I see where this is going, Coco. from this manga, just, just anything you want, and I will judge which one is the most worthy. Will you now? This, this is just because you want to be fed, isn't it? <laughs> no. Why would Feed you? Why would me you think <laughs> All I want is and all you fairness. Need, all you want is a good pub feed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. For context, Kyle hates the chats. I, I do. think they're great. <laughs> it's a um, band here in Australia. He is very much not a fan. And no. Kenny, are you in the middle? Are you on the fence about the chats? I've heard a couple of their songs. I'm into some weird music. So anyway, yes. moving right along. Sing some sad ones. Yeah, he I'm doesn't sure, have I'm, enough I'm sure bus money because he spent I, it. Okay. You can't get okay. on the bus. Back Kyle. to the topic, food wars. And if you keep going on, I will turn your mic off. <laughs> just, just cook me some. Push the sensor button. With that, she's been censored. <laughs> so, anyway, food wars is airing on Saturday nights uh, at half past midnight. You can catch it on Crunchyroll from the 11th October Jamie with JC staff. Um, looking after it. It's PG thirteen. Runs for twenty three <laughs> minutes of pop. Likely twenty four, twenty five episodes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if that could happen. I mean, uh, like right now, all I've got is. I couldn't hear you. Your microphone's turned off. Oh dear. Anyway, I now have to turn your microphone back off because you've got the next one. <laughs> so, Grand Blue Fantasy. Please yeah. enlighten us. When I first saw this, I was like, "Is this?" The Grand Blue? No, it is the not. The one I really like. This Sorry, is a, Guess what? This is a mobile game. Yeah. Okay, so, in a world where islands drift among the clouds, a boy named Gran and a talking winged lizard named Vern live 
lived on the island of Zinkenstil. One day, they come across a girl named Lyria, who had escaped from the Erst Empire, a military government trying to rule over the world. In order to escape from the Empire, Gran and Lyria head out into the vast skies, holding the letter Gran's father left behind. I will be waiting at Estalusia, a land of stars. Now... Um, and this is Mappa Studio, mm-hmm. and Mappa have got a very good track record. So while this might be based on a mobile game, it looks great. It yeah, does. It looks absolutely um, this stunning. Is the, this is the honest. second season. We did watch the first episode of season one, which, which didn't get back to because it it's so busy. Yeah. Which has um, grasped my attention. But mm-hmm. oh, like watching the trailer for this, they have airships and. Dragons and magic and swords. This is. I want to know what blue, who blue is, because I'm sure someone. Well, I think it's probably blue the blue sky. Gran yeah. in the blue sky. That's what I'm thinking. Hey, I just realised his name mm. is what we call a grandparent. Gran, <laughs> right? Granddad, <laughs> granny, granny, like gran. No, but like the like, visual style for this takes me back to like uh, Final Fantasy Nine and stuff like that, which I loved as a kid. So. I reckon I'm going to need to push this one forward on my list and just yeah. binge it. I agree. I think it is one we need to have a look at. PG-13, set up from a game. I believe it's meant to be running for 12 episodes. Yeah, uh, maybe 14. I might need to check out the game. Um, mm. Yeah, it runs for 23 minutes. Airs on Saturday night at zero o'clock. As in midnight. <laughs> <laughs> zero o'clock sounds cooler. It, it, it sounds Zero. it sounds pretty edgy. Sounds like exactly what we'd expect of a Japanese edgy anime. Um, you can catch that on Anime Lab, Annie Plus, Crunchyroll, Funimation, High Dive, and Wakanim. And that brings us to one we kind of felt a bit odd about last season. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not last season. It was about almost a year ago. High School Girl, wasn't yes, it? Yes, actually, you are absolutely right. Um, this is High School Girl Volume Two. Mm. And oddly, this appears to be five years later. Mm-hmm. So that, that's like the original takes place hmm. in 1991 of all places, and uh, it's okay. So summary: mm-hmm. Haruo Beastly Fingers Yaguichi rules the arcade gaming scene, but beneath his famous identity as a pro gamer is a plain sixth grader with an uneventful life. Neither popular, smart, nor athletic, he excels in only one thing: video games. Haruo would rather spend hours at a local arcade honing his gaming skills than to take his life and academics seriously. One day, Haruo meets his match in fellow classmate Akira Uno. Not only is she able to score a 29-game win streak, but she also manages to beat Haruo seven times in a row. Eager to end her domination, Haruo duels Akira in Street Fighter (laughs) 2, for all the nostalgia fans out there, Mm -hmm. and resorts to underhanded tactics, which earns him a slap in the face. This starts a strange and rocky relationship between two rival gamers. Now, the thing is, is that season one did not grab me for a couple of reasons. The art style just, I couldn't get past it. It was that hybrid CG and the faces were too wide. Yeah, it's nothing, it's very unique. It's like nothing we've seen before. Yeah. Also, I felt like it relied way too heavily on using nostalgia, the nostalgia of retro gaming as a crutch Mm. to compensate for the lack of content that was in those first three episodes. But that seems to have completely changed in the second one. I mean, it is is going for the nostalgia again, but this is set 
five years later in the distant past of 1996. <gasps> yeah, and to be honest, I thought it looked good. Yeah, they I, are. I'm not gonna lie, it does look good. They're yeah. older now. They're they're uh, teenagers. They've grown up, and um, I, I do. The feel characters like feel a lot more well-rounded and actual complete characters. Like I they're still playing video games and stuff. They're still doing the nerdy thing, which is awesome. But I do, I do feel like I need to watch season one to really mm. appreciate it. Well, so that's the thing. I now I want to watch season yeah. one. Yeah, there also seems to be more thought about the interactions between them. Mm. Obviously, like, you know, when you think about it when you're 10 years old, interactions between boys and girls aren't that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, as you get older into teens, those interactions start to change and mature and change because of puberty and several other things. Absolutely. Um, and that was never, you know, a part of the equation there. So it was just, you know, two kids being angry at each other over video games. Yeah, it's like uh, he's... He's angry at her because she's beating him. She's better than him at it, and she's a girl and a gamer. It's just like, no, this can't be. But she's also <laughs> like, you know, the polar opposite of him. Good at school, good at socializing, all that. That, <laughs> la that latter part, I don't believe, considering her demeanor. Um, but sure, why not? Um, that that's the way it's set up. But it seems to also introduce another character who is from the first season, who presents a uh, love triangle by the looks of things. By the looks of it, yeah. Um, so I do wonder how that's going to develop. I'm. We will have to go back and revisit this, I think. It's one of those that we'll just have to, during the Christmas break, just burn through it. Mm -hmm. And that premieres October 26th, Saturday morning at 1.05am. Mm. That's going to run for nine episodes at 23 minutes each. Not yeah, many. Which, which is weird. Like, I, I thought we'd get 12 or 10, but nine? It's That's a, a very interesting number. Yeah, well, I mean, they are starting later in the season, so... Maybe the manga finishes it around that point. It might do. I wonder if that is the end of it, actually. That's a good mm. question. That brings us on to another show from earlier this year, which has had an, its second core through. It's uh, Kono Oto Tamare. Um, this is a show about... No, wait, no, wait. Let me do it. Okay. Let me guess. It's, it's a club at school. Yes. It's about to be closed down for lack of members. Yeah. And and delinquents have yeah. taken over the club room. <laughs> well, they did in season one, and that's a cheat because you've seen it. <laughs> oh, well, come on. We're still. going with the trope. We still. Are. Okay, so... Um, so this club <laughs> is for musicians of the Koto. Yeah, it's a traditional Japanese string instrument. Never heard of it before I saw the show. Looks very uh, I believe I have heard it in passing. But so si since the graduation of the senior members of the club, Takezo ends up being the sole member of the Koto club. With the new school year underway, Takezo will have to seek out new members of the club or it will be terminated with much prejudice. <laughs> a new member suddenly bursts into the club room demanding to join. Will he be able to keep his club alive and deal with this rascal of a new member? The answer is yes, because, uh, yeah, because they we're in the second season. We're in the now. second season, so yeah, clearly he did. Um, this is it, interesting. Look, look, I like I started watching it, and I just felt like it just really dived a little bit too much into the depressing stuff too early. It was mm. a bit too, you know, fighty it, for me. It, they it was a bit like, like they were, they were really trying to it, overdo the drama. Yeah, yeah it, it was felt really like, like it felt like they were really trying to iron up the drama. For string instruments. I felt like yeah. that was... <laughs> Look, I, I, I stopped watching it because I was watching other stuff and I kind of meant to be get back to it, but mm. never did. So I like maybe I will, maybe I should. I, I don't know yet if I want to go back to... To, to try and give it another go. Uh, I think it's a case that we have to watch the f first half and see if it's okay. This is another one where it's a second core, so it was already desired that they were going to split the 24 episodes over two runs. Um, I, I wonder if it will end here. Um, it is from a manga, and the manga the club does go a bit longer. Become disbanded. No. Mm. Let's let. How about they do an anime about a club that actually does get disbanded because they don't manage to keep it, and then oh, they're sure like, you know what? One. We don't need school. 
we're just not going to join a club, but we're just going to find someone's garage and do our club activities there, and we're just going to be... That sounds like most musician animes. There's a yes. whole, <laughs> there's a whole yeah, culture maybe. around like joining a club in high school, which uh, we don't get here in Australia. No. There's nothing like that. It's just uh, sports after school, and that was kind of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Kona Oto is on... You can watch it on Funimation and ADN. That's uh, one of the French services. There's likely going to be 12 episodes based on the first season. Run for 23 minutes. Sunday mornings at 1 a.m., Drama, music, school, shonen, PG-13, platinum vision, manga. I'm just spitting words out now to make a good <laughs> laugh. Anyway, moving right along. Um, this next one, and I'm saying that a lot. Yes, you are. I but am. it's it, you are saying what's next. It is. And what's next it's is Seven Deadly no Sins. Yes, Seven Deadly Sins Season 3. You because both of those. Yeah, yeah. it's... Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> Nanatsu no Taizu, Kamigami no... Karen, which means something. <laughs> I can't well, but it, it's been it's been loosely translated into Seven Deadly Sins, and this is season three. Well, the, f- um, the, f- the first part is, but every season of this show has a different end mm. bit. The Seven Deadly Sins are actually a group of evil knights who conspired to overthrow the kingdom of Britannia. They were said to have been eradicated by the Holy Knights, but ten years later, not nine and three quarters. Ten. On the dot. Uh, the Holy Knights have staged a coup d'etat and captured the king, becoming the new tyrannical rulers of the kingdom. Oh, no. (laughs) Elizabeth, the king's third daughter, sets out on a journey to find the seven deadly sins and to enlist their help in taking back the kingdom. (sighs) Oh, okay. So the the Holy Knights have turned to... The dark side. Turned dark. So now... But what if when she finds the seven deadly sins, they're like, well, that sounds fuck. What if when she finds the seven deadly sins, she says, like, they say, look, th- this sounds perfect for us. I mean, we, we wanted overthrowing, we wanted to overthrow your kingdom anyway. But it's just like, like we well, wanted to overthrow it and rule it. Not these pansies in their armor. <laughs> yeah, yes, I they're did wonder. taking <laughs> over. Um, well, look, th- this is this a show that is really anticipated by a very large segment of the anime fan base. But others won't like its style or approach. It's yeah. a very different style of shonen. Yeah, when uh, when anime. I read when I um when I watched the preview, the idea I sort of got was like maybe I'm a bit late to this party. I don't really feel like I get it. Oh, well, it's the third season. Yeah, it's I yeah. Uh, have watched uh, like five episodes of the first season on Netflix, and it is the shonenest shonen that ever shonen. Mm-hmm. In fact, there is uh, one bit I it caught my eye, a clip on YouTube. Where like a bad guy has them all stopped with his power, but one of them, the heroes, can resist the power because he's that powerful. Oh, this is the pride fight, isn't it? Yes. With a ridiculously overpowered man with a massive moustache. Yes. Oh, oh. I, I actually dig his whole aesthetic. He's just like he looks like uh he reminds me of Armstrong, Armstrong from, from uh, Full, Full Metal Alchemist oh, Brotherhood. He's brilliant. Yeah. But he's also got this like great golden suit of armor and a giant axe. I I dig mm-hmm. the style, but. Maybe we need to give it a bit of a look, but yeah, we we'll have do. to track that, it down. That's look. two seasons we need to get through. Yeah, maybe um, I guess yeah. just got to push through it. Studio Dean is mm. doing this one. Um, has its origins in manga. Rated PG thirteen. Runs for twenty minutes. Probably gonna be twenty four episodes, but we're not mm. sure yet. But based on the prior two seasons, they both went for twenty four episodes. And. This is probably the first time I've seen an airtime that isn't ridiculous o'clock. Wednesday, 5.55pm. 
Well, the only other Very one specific. which has been that um, uh, five thirty was uh, My Hero Academia in the afternoon. So uh, this is prime time uh, stuff. It's prime time stuff. Okay. Um, but it's it's interesting that this is gonna. We, we don't actually know where this is gonna land yet. Um, while it's got that October 9th premiere and it's got the previous two seasons on um, Netflix. We don't actually know where this season's going to land because no one's put up their hand and said, yeah, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll find out this week, I guess. Um, but that does bring us to one of the most surprise entries of this season. Um, it's been quite... This is a huge deal, this one. It kind of just appeared with no out of nowhere, which is Psychopath 3. We keep dodging this one, and mm. we really we really shouldn't. We really shouldn't. It's kind of a big deal in the anime community. It mm-hmm. is mentioned in the same breaths as some of the like, big classics. So, summary. Justice and the enforcement of it has changed. In the 22nd century, Japan enforces the Sibyl system, an objective means of determining the threat level of each system by examining their mental state for signs of criminal intent, known as the psychopaths. Inspectors uphold the law by subjugating, often with lethal force, anyone harboring the slightest ill will. Alongside them are enforcers, jaded inspectors that have become latent criminals, Granted relative freedom in exchange for carrying out the inspector's dirty work. Psychopath 3 follows two new rookies trying to understand the civil system and seek the truth in the ever-changing world of Psychopaths. Now, this show has some amazing tech in it. Oh, yeah. It's, um, uh, it's, th- this is like oh, standalone complex levels of stuff. Oh, uh, yes. It's it, it is like really yeah. futuristic. How cool was that plane in the oh, preview? Yeah. Oh. Mm. My goodness. So th- this is one of the big deals of this season. This is something that everyone's immediately went, wait, that's coming back? Because it's just had three films released. Um, they're on bl- coming out Blu-ray this yeah, month, Pretty much back to back. Yeah. Um, I mean, the films admittedly aren't like chronological in the story, they're stories of the characters in doing different things. Yeah. So you can don't need to watch them to continue watching. But oddly, this this season of Psychopaths, every episode's forty five minutes. Wow. It's practically like you know, like I mean, length-ish. we've been meaning to start Psychopaths for a while now. For years. We need to actually need to. start it because. This feels kind of like an important thing. It goes into the idea of thought crime. Are you guilty for thinking bad thoughts? It kind of reminds me of Minority Report. It, yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. But a bit more well thought out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is very cyberpunk-like and futuristic show and a thoughtful twist. Um, I think if you enjoy anything cyberpunky, if you are looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077, I think I you'll am, like this. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I can I can recommend watching. It. I'm pretty sure it's Amazon exclusive as well. Mm-hmm. That's Amazon oh, really? Prime exclusive. Airs Fridays at one a.m. Going to be eight episodes running for forty four minutes each. So there's plenty there, even though it feels like there's not. Yeah, I know, <laughs> which is crazy because you know forty four episode forty four minutes eight episodes. That's well, technically that's double that. That's sixteen episode season. So that's that's a decent amount. Nice. Right now, I did say I was going to bring this up on you, Kenny. And it's to do with this next one. Now, remember, a little earlier in the show, you said that if a person in a fantasy setting had a tie, a Windsor not tie, like you, you were know, not going to enjoy tie. it. Yeah. What if they had two? Um, I don't follow. How do you wear well, ties? Well, I don't know, but you might want to ask one of the main characters from Radiant, because season two of Radiant, uh, the third character from the review of the previous season, is wearing two ties side by side. Wins or not? Very strange. Is this, that like, <laughs> is this like Tommy Wiseau wearing like ten belts? Yeah, yeah, same sort of thing. 
Um, Why is he wearing two ties? I don't know. Um, This is a very strange show, and I think we missed the boat on this previously, and I wonder how. So, obviously, we're talking about a show called Radiant. Um, Radiant is a magic fantasy adventure action shonen-style show. A man is riding a broomstick. Yeah, he is. A collapsible broomstick, in fact. Now, Seth is an aspiring sorcerer from the Pompo Hills area. Like all wizards, he is infected, one of the few living beings who survived contact of the Nemesis, creatures who fell from the sky that contaminated and decimated all they touched. Being immune to them, Seth wants to become a hunter and fight them. But more than that, he wants to engage in a quest that goes beyond the simple hunt for the monsters. He wants to find the Radiant, their presumed cradle. Aided by a faction of fellow sorcerers, he travels the world in search of the Radiant under the harsh scrutiny of the Inquisition. Interesting. You'd never expect the magical Inquisition. No! I was going to say, this show is far too long for a kazoo not to appear. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, it was never going to We, we did miss this show previously. Um, it's very shonen. I will have to check out season one to see if it's for me. But ties! <laughs> yes, and um, in this one, he's wearing two bow ties. Yep, uh, it's a mm. bit unusual. And then you've got other shots of him wearing two, mm. you know, Look, Windsor ties. I, I want to see season one. I felt like mm. this... The preview was just like all the shonen are coming home to roost. Yeah, pretty I much. I need to see how shonen this gets. I think I think like uh, everyone in the shonen community kind of got together, had a meeting, and said, "Look, there's just too many isekais going on around at the moment. We gotta we gotta put some things out there and just drown out their voices. <laughs> Let's see what comes up. <laughs> well, look, Radiant second season. It's gonna have 21 episodes." Um, I believe it's uh, every episode will be 23 minutes. It's going to be on Crunchyroll and Funimation as well. Um, it hasn't had its full lineup listed, but it is from a manga. You can catch it on Wednesday nights at 7.25 Japanese mm. time um, and expect that to be out uh, pretty much now, that first episode right of the season. Now? Right now. Right now. Uh, right as we're speaking. Right as we're speaking. Like, yeah. Like just I mean, then today then. is not actually a Wednesday, but it, it'll be out. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be there. It'll be we there. promise. Um, it does bring us to the last one of the recurrings yes. of this season. It is a big one. It has been talked about at length on several occasions because mm-hmm. this is one of the longest story arcs from the series light novels. And it is none other than Sword Art Online Alicization, War of Underworld. Yes. Now, the Soul Translator is a state-of-the-art full-dive interface which interacts with the user's Fluxlight, which is the technological equivalent of a human soul. The private institute, Wrath, aims to perfect their creation by enlisting the aid of Sword Art Online survivor Kazuto Kirigaya. He works there as a part-time employee to test the system's capabilities in the Underworld, which is the fantasy-like realm generated by the Soul Translator. One evening, however, Kazuto is attacked and wounded, and when he comes to, he discovers that he has made a full dive into the underworld with seemingly no way to log out. Things get messy from there. Yes. <laughs> now, Things happen. Sword Art Online is kind of the darling of the anime community. You either love it or hate it. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it brought anime to a larger Western audience. It really did. And I'm pretty sure we can blame the popularity of the isekai genre on it. Yeah, yeah. Probably, well, yeah. Part, part <laughs> well, of it. Got, it's part got part, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sword, the swords, the swords. Oh, Wait, yeah. no. Those were always part of Japanese culture. Oh, well. So there's been a very long arc. This... Um, yeah. Season passed. 
So es- essentially what happened is in the manga and the light novels, there's um, the first story arc, um, which is in Sword Art Online in Ironcrad. Then there's the fairy version, and then there's the Gun Gale Online, um, which is the gun MMO game that they get mm. stuck in. Well, not stuck in, but you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, in the first few ones, though, they're playing MMO games. It's, yeah. There are stakes involved, of course, but that's what's going on. Yeah. Then the Alicization came uh, came along. Now, the first two seasons of this were 24 episodes each. The Alicization arc is 50. It doubles the length. And the same thing in the the light novels. Light novels covered, I think, about six chapters or so up until this point. And Alicization then started and didn't end until like the 13th or 14th volume. It's a big deal in the story. Um, It's got a lot of character development comparative to the prior story. It's meant to kind of like reshape the world the anime's in. Yeah, it really does feel like it's changed like writers and directors from a cinematic kind of standpoint. Mm. It's the same characters and the same kind of deal. He's stuck in another video game, basically. Yeah. But it feels fundamentally different. It feels a lot more real. Mm. Which is one of the things I've really enjoyed about it. The first half was... The, pa- the passage of time, especially. Mm. Exactly, yes. The, the, the first half of it felt really well done. There were some scenes in it um, that did bring up questions with the censors. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, for obvious reasons. Uh, um, that yeah. also has happened in both prior seasons because they do like to kind of do that initial shock value to show you how evil a certain person might be. I just that's where I think it, it lost might me. go a bit too hard though. It went too far. Mm. It did not need to go that yeah. far to de- to to make its point. It and that's why last season just lost me. Like mm. I was like, oh, this is good. Uh, no, like I feel like it's a little bit too fan servicey in the wrong ways. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it can it be. It, it can, can be. be, and a lot of these people are quite young. Yeah, so it. I don't feel like there's any excuse for it. Um, so honestly, like it's to like it. It's sad because it's it's got such a good story. Mm. I, but I occasionally, it just it just kind of goes a bit too of, off the yeah, off the ledge. It's like, what? Why? Why did that even come into it? You know why? Yeah. Anyway, like the whole thing um, about it is, it's supposed to show the darker nature of humanity when it's put in these weirder situations. Like, yeah. what is it? The uh, jail experiment thing. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's the whole idea is like, what if you give, if you lock all these people oh, in jail and make yeah. some of them the wardens? Yes, oh. I do remember seeing something about that recently. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. I think there was something like that going on in the first one. Like, all these people are stuck in a game. They should be going crazy, and you get to see some of that occasionally. Yeah, mm. and I mean, in the second one, it shows you the abuse of power, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know how that can control it. This I one, I just kind of feel like all it was showing was something that was already established. Yeah, and I feel like the the story arc was a little bit too. Um, it wasn't steep enough, which is why seeing the preview for this season, mm. um. It ha- I feel like it has the power to cut to, to kind of redeem itself a little bit mm-hmm. because Alice is taking centre stage. I, I do want to see Alice kicking ass yeah. and I really hope they don't just kind of cheapen it by trying to shove Azuna in there somewhere. Or by making her opponent a yep. naked person. Again. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that. I wasn't I wasn't talking about that. I was talking I about know, the, uh, the other one. Yeah, um, no, I, so I know. So there's, there's I know. two there's, bad there's strikes there. No, there's, there's a few. 
<laughs> anyway, um, Sword Art Alicization, War of the Underworld. You can catch it on Anime Lab, Funimation, and Wackenim. It'll probably go in more places again as well later. Um, October 12th premiere, Saturday nights at midnight. It's running for 24 episodes, A1 pictures, action, adventure, fantasy, video games, and romance. I don't know why the romance is in there for this season, but it's there, mm. um, apparently. It's more of a bromance. <laughs> oh, there's so many things I could say, knowing what happens at the end of that first <laughs> season, which is just, just like, no, no, it is not. Um, anyway, we need to get on to the last three shows from last season, which are continuing over. Now, these are obviously shows different from uh, long-running series that they're we've got out there, like uh, One Piece and all that. They're quite <laughs> well established in their own right. They are. And they all, because of that, they have quite a lot of streaming options for you to play catch-up on. Um, the first one, we can actually give you a lovely audio introduction for. Good morning, wow! I'm going to stop that right there so we do not get copyright striked again. Romy, you're too good. Yeah, yeah. Romy's covers are too good. Um, we are still it's struggling, a actually. For us. It is. We are still <laughs> struggling to get the previous episode fully approved on um, YouTube because <laughs> they keep going, no, no, that is the original. No, uh, it's not. Here's the audio how, file how, we used. I kind <laughs> of almost consider it a badge of honor at this point. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did he get his cover onto YouTube? I don't know. <laughs> how many times? I don't know. Did he have to try, I wonder? Uh, I, I think he doesn't worry about it too much. He just makes sure that it can actually be shown. The issue we had is that um, the copyright strike was preventing the whole two-hour episode from going up. <laughs> so that's that's not helpful. Thanks, YouTube, for your automated ag- algorithm. It just works. <laughs> anyway. It does not. Dr. Stone. So, storyline for everyone playing catch-up. All of humanity, just one day, just because... It's suddenly petrified in a blinding flash of light, all turned to stone, in and out. After several millennia, high schooler Taiji awakens to find himself lost in a world of statues and greenery. However, he's not alone. His science-loving friend Senku has been up and running for the last few months, and he's got a grand plan in mind, to kickstart civilization with the power of science. Oh, my mind's just went to really silly places with this. And it's just a sign of that. I need more caffeine. Um, but it's like, I'm just imagining an AMV hell that we could do for the opening scene. And, um, you know, they get turned into stone. It's like, oh, dude, I am so stoned. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. show is hands down one of my favorite from last it's season. It's so good. I did mention it last episode. And Dr. Stone is just, it's a show, okay, it's shonen, but it's well written, it's well thought out, and it's so accurate on the science that they tell you, please do not try this at home, it may be illegal. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it tells you how to make wine using Stone Age materials. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Stone. Mm. Thank you. And ramen. Mm. And ramen. Don't forget the ramen. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, ugh. Like, just knowing what he's used. I would like to try I'd it. I'd like to try it, but May- I think you'd be very disappointed. Maybe that can be one of the recipes that no, you guys that make for me. My philosophy judge. for food has always been to try everything you twice. Again. <laughs> I will mute you again. <laughs> Moving right My on. philosophy for food has been always to try everything twice, because always so- someone always cooks it better. I would try it. Yeah, I'd try the, it. Uh, is it foxtail millet ramen? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So look, we're, we're getting to a we've gotten to a point in the show where things are starting to move along slow, uh, you know, steadily. We're gaining traction. We know we've got about twelve episodes left for them to burn through. The question is really going to be what they can accomplish in these next twelve episodes because there's 
an idea that's been placed in there since the beginning that, you know, he's working towards making, you know, getting to a futuristic sort of level of tech very quickly, um, which we know is not reasonable um, based on the equipment he has. And we're now going through the process of him making what's referred to as a sulfur-based antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch the series, you'll know why he's making that. Um, and that cut, that's had maybe about five episodes worth of build-up. Well, that's the thing, though. To make this thing, he has to invent all these other details and gather mm. these rare materials which could never have been conceived of in the Stone Age. Like, he gets the means for creating iron. Mm. He gets sulfuric acid. He gets, like, all of these things together. And, and we get an educate. We do get an we educate. We get an educate. Thank you. Boy Scouts of America. No, <laughs> that's not what no. this is Thank you, at all. Boy Scouts of Japan? I yeah, don't know. Boy Scouts of Japan. Is that a thing? Senku Scouts of Japan. Senku Scouts. Make it a thing. Them. Um, you can catch Dr. Stone, I think, what, what night was it on now? Uh, these are on Friday nights that's at right. 10 p.m. 24 episodes running for 23 minutes. You can watch that on Anime Lab, Billy Billy, Crunchyroll, Funimation, Hulu Japan. Oh, wait, no, that's actually... That's it? Oh, that's that's a bit... Oh, actually, no, I think it's the next one, which is a very big list. Oh, yes? Yes. Oh, whoa, yes, you are right. And that is, of course... Fire Force. (laughs) Now, this is one that I initially was like, nah. And I was so wrong, and I'm glad I was, because Mm. I love this show so much. (laughs) It is is more shonen than the last shonen. It really is. So Fire Force is about a special fire brigade who are fighting a phenomenon called spontaneous human combustion, where human beings are turned into living infernos, called infernals. Shinra Kusakabe, a youth who has the ability to ignite his feet at will, and he shoots around He's on a real-life rocket man. Yeah, he is. Uh, joins the special Fire Force Company 8, working to extinguish any infernals they encounter as a faction creating infernals appears. Shira begins to uncover the truth behind a mysterious fire that caused the death of his family 12 years ago. Now, this show's first episode kind of is a bit off. Mm. Really? If you recall. It was why it was one of the reasons why I was a bit like, I'm not sure I want to watch this. And as soon as you get past it, I found it was fine. Like it was great actually. That initial setup just felt a little bit I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because I... I'd like to see what you're talking about. We may need to watch we it might, again. We might have to watch that first episode again. Maybe it was just the perception I had at the time. But mm. I just I found it really difficult to get attached to the characters in that first episode. The second episode, straight away, I latched on. Um, but for some reason, well, I really struggled with that first. The first episode, they throw you right into it. Into yeah. the thick of the action. They do. I mean, I, I don't remember why I didn't want to watch it. We may need to study this. Yeah, we mm. might. But, but I, I can let you know that 12 episodes in... They've handled the content brilliantly. And there has been no filler. No. There's also been a point that I need to make as well, that this aired during the time when a certain incident happened in Japan. Oh. And they purposefully didn't air the show. They said, out of respect, we are not going to air the show because of the fire that occurred. How long? Um, Or for a week. Mm -hmm. They then proceeded to recolor the color of the flames for the preceding broadcasts so that it wouldn't remind people of what had happened. Oh. Wow, that is that's really, really thoughtful. That's really that's, thoughtful. Y- you know, y- that's that's really nice. Like, mm. some people... Yeah, some, some people some, would not do that. Some people would be like, mm, snowflakes, you'd put up with it. Or <laughs> yeah, they don't have that attitude in Japan, which that's is really nice. Really, yeah, it's refreshing. But look, nice I, place. I, I can highly recommend watching Fire Force. It is on a mini hiatus for like two weeks. Mm. It's like 
it ticks all the boxes for Shonen. Every uh, character that's shown has a unique take on the uh, kind of ability structure. Everyone's got yeah. their own sort of like quirk, their own superpower, their mm. own they are their own superhero in this world. But yeah. this handles it in a really creative way and if memory serves me right I, i'm pretty sure coco didn't like the cat girl character initially and then no. he kind of got over it yeah a bit i, <laughs> I have a bit i i was just like another she's, cat girl she's a mascot uh, yeah it's it's because i mean you guys never see i mean you do see wolf men mm. whatever but it's a bit different to sort of see Girl after girl churned yeah. out with yeah, cat ears. It's, and it's a, kind and of a the uh, species divide, isn't it? Where it's like whenever there's a demon species shown, the demon men look like these big muscular horror monsters. The demon women are scantily clad women with small yeah. horns. Yeah. It's, <laughs> not, it's not nice to be reminded of that, to be honest. And that's why I'm still, you know, a bit on the fence about it. I'd much prefer... What about Mackie then? Mackie? Mackie. She's the other firefighting pyrokinetic, the one who's the witch. Yeah. She's oh, yeah. cool. The yeah. Ultra she does, she, buff. She, she's yes. not a cat girl. No. <laughs> it's, it's because so, it's the cat girl, is it? Honestly, yeah. I'm a bit over it, to be honest. Um, But I like everything else about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. David Productions. That's the studio. Um, They were behind um, Soul Eater as well, weren't they? Yes, Which they is were. the same art style and production mm-hmm. team for this, I believe. Yep. Um, airs on Saturdays at 1.25 a.m. It's pretty early. What, we, what can we watch it on? We can watch it on... <gasps> Amazon Prime, ADN, Anime Lab, Anna Plus, Billy Billy, Crunchyroll, Funimation, Hulu Japan, Netflix in some areas only, only and Wakanim. That is one, two, three, four. It's pretty much, if, if you're watching us on YouTube, I imagine that's ways to watch this. almost all of our lights lit up at the bottom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that takes us to the last of the trio following over. And Certainly oh, not the least. This is amazing, now, this I, one. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think this is a rare occasion where everything which is considered a leftover from last season and is continuing through is good. Oh. Like I don't think we've seen this quality, this caliber of content lasting across two seasons in a while. Vinland Saga. Now, if you don't know what Vinland Saga is, boy, have I got a story to tell you. Get on it. So, as a child, Thorfinn was thrilled by tales of a land far to the west by his youthful fantasies were shattered by a Viking raid. Raised by the Vikings who murdered his family, Thorfinn becomes a terrifying warrior, forever seeking to kill the band's leader, Askeladd, and avenge his father. Sustaining Thorfinn through his ordeal are his pride in his family, and his dream of a fertile westward land, a land without war or slavery, the land called Vinland. Or as we call it, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is... Canada. <laughs> Like, if you don't know much about Viking history, if you don't know much mm. about that, the history of the world at that time in that place, this is just like a fantastic story with engaging mm. characters. Mm. If you do know a little of the history of that, mm-hmm. every time they mention like a big name personality, you practically jump in your seat because you know stuff's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, one thing I will say about the synopsis, it has, like, this is the synopsis we were given um, when this first aired, and it is wrong by a couple of spots, because it wasn't a Viking raid that killed his dad. Mm. He went out with his dad sailing and then got 
done by mercenaries. Yeah, uh, ambushed. Um, ambushed. Um, but other than that, it's kind of about right. Um, yeah. And to be honest, the way Thorfinn's grown is yeah. crazy. And he's, but he's, and despite everything that he's become, his philosophy has remained what his father taught him. Well, it took him a while to get back into that state of mm. mind, though, didn't it? Because, yeah, that is the thing that a lot of animes have been missing. And it is the center, just heart of this show is the character progression. Watching Thorfinn change from this wide-eyed, you know, scruffy-haired little kid into this dead-eyed, cold, yet still somehow hopeful individual. Mm. It's and it's it's great to see some of the silly stunts they pull as well. <laughs> like, you know, is that a dragon? No, no, it's not a dragon. It's just the head of a ship. Why is it on a hill? Because <laughs> the Vikings are running it towards a small town. <laughs> I love the character of Askeladd. Uh, to, to be honest, like, oh, Askeladd, even though he's is, meant to be the villain, he's just such a cool dude. He's such oh. an evil, conniving guy, but... He's just, you can't help but like him. He's got style. He does. It's something practically almost Shakespearean about him. Yeah. yeah. It's, you watch him, you know he is the bad guy, but you even want to see him succeed somehow. I know, which is yeah. really odd. It's, it's kind of that sort of, I, I would almost call it the vibe you get from Breaking Bad. I, yeah, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm at the point where when they do their duels... <laughs> You don't want him I to. I don't want him to go lose. down. Yeah. No. I, I feel like it mightn't end that way because of you know what Thorfinn's father's instilled in him and him becoming more in touch with it. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that maybe it'll be a point like you're not worth killing to maybe. me or something and like that. If you guys know much about Viking culture, that is both like a mercy and the ultimate insult to a I warrior. I know, right? Which is crazy. The whole thing about their culture is that in order to enter the hall of heroes in Asgard. They must die in glorious battle. They must die doing mm. something brave and An heroic and death. bloodthirsty. If they die of old age or if they're just left, what, they don't what, get what, it. what do they call it in Norseman? The Atastup? Atastup. <laughs> just, I'm going to throw myself off his place to save my family. It will be very nice. He's <laughs> like, but oh. I'm only 47. It's not that old. Not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, Vinland Saga, action, historical, adventure drama. Um, it's made by Wit Studios. You'll recognize them from Attack on Titan and... Dororo. Dororo. That was no, absolutely... Did they do Dororo? No, Mappa, Mappa did Dororo. Dororo has the same like motorbike starting yes. thing that Wit Studio does. Yeah, but Mappa sometimes do stuff with the motorbike stuff. It's it's a secondary studio underneath them. It's I'm not Mappa's. I'm pretty info. sure Mappa was the one in charge of Dororo. Mappa would definitely in charge. Have of been Dororo. in charge of a race. I yeah, think. I'm going to need to look this up no, later. I've become bamboozled. <gasps> so Wit, Wit Studios has done um, a we lot of nothing. very very odd ones. It's um, done Attack on Titan. It's mm. done uh, Iron Carabinari. Carabinari of the Iron Fortress. That's the one. Um, I believe it did After the Rain. Um, which yes, was just like they did. Okay. What? That's yeah. right. They There's a did. couple of other sort of nice, happy, romantic ones, and then they've brought out Vinland Saga. Yeah, it's. I feel like Vinland Saga has a lot uh, going coming from um, Attack on Titan. It does. It's the same kind of hopelessness, but hopefulness. Like, 
tears and the agony. It's wonderful. The thing, both this and Attack on Titan are written in completely different um, manga outlets in Japan. Different writers don't even know each other. It's just conveniently through the same studio. I know. But maybe this is the type of thing that we look for when they go to hunt down a manga to adapt. They go, we want something which really has a punch, which is going to, you know, literally like a gut shot that makes you go, oh, wow, what was that? Mm. And Um, it does. It does. It really does. All their shows do. I'm, I'm a big fan of Wit Studios now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can catch it on Amazon. And if you're in China, it's Billy Billy only because Amazon is not present in China. Um, and that is on Mondays. Um, awesome. I don't know what time because it's Amazon and they just put it up whenever they feel and like it. Uh, 24 episodes. We're halfway through. 25 minutes a pot. Um, it is quite violent. They suggest MA15. Um, as the main one. Yes. Can um, confirm. Now, Quite this violent. does bring us to the usual suspects. It's a quick update on where some of these long-running ones are at. Mm-hmm. Black Cova just hit past hep- episode 102. Mm-hmm. Brudos just clipped past 125. Detective Conan just passed 955 episodes. Oh, where do you start with that? You don't. Fairy Tale has ended. Wow. This oh. la- this week. Episode 51 of the final story No, no, ended. actually, I did hear about this. A mm. lot of people are like pretty sad about that. You yeah, know. It's, a, it's a big deal as well. Um, mm. And One Piece uh, has just passed episode 903. Very quickly closing yeah. in on Deceptive Conan. That then brings us to some notable OVAs coming out. There's Bokuben We Can't Study is Wonderful. actually getting an OVA. Oh, cool. um, I don't know when that comes out. I think it might come out with the mm. previous season's Blu-rays. We'll have um, to monitor it. Golden Kamoy Season 2's OVA is coming out as well. We need to play catch up with we that do. as well. Oh That's gosh, got a Season yes. 3 coming. Um, Mob Psycho 100 has its OVAs coming. Another one we have to play catch up on. We really do. Um, one Punch Man Season 2 specials. Which we don't have to play catch up on. We don't have to play catch up on, up on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Re Zero. Nope. No. Uh, and a certain <laughs> scientific accelerator is getting a OVA as well. Wicked. Now, don't be wrong. Re Zero is a work of art. Nope. But I cannot nope. go through no. that again. No. 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 Anyway. <laughs> we'll be. <laughs> we, Our psychiatrist will be very rich if we <laughs> attempt it ever again. <laughs> they certainly will. That brings us to the notable movies, and we're starting off with one which is actually you can watch right now yes. on Crunchyroll. It is called Black Fox. It's wow. a genre. Oh, sorry, and it's an action. <laughs> it's a. It's a genre. It's an action genre. <laughs> Living in a ninja residence tucked away in a corner of a futuristic city is Rika, the eldest daughter of a ninja clan who looks up to her father, a researcher, very much. Carrying on with her life normally, Rika's home comes suddenly under attack one day. Driven into a corner, what? could she do to overcome this crisis become a ninja rip darkness to pieces and become black or that or that or that uh, I, as soon as i saw this i went this is, is she a, a ninja and a journalist <laughs> 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 she's not See, i, I she's felt not. like this is similar to the uh, oren ishii um origin mm. story in um kill bill, kill bill. ah yeah. yeah it does does have a bit of a feel to that yeah. Um, it is it is out on Crunchyroll right mm-hmm. now. As of next week, you can watch it for free. This looks like what? Yeah, yeah, mm. that's pretty big deal. I Runs mean, one hour forty. Mm-hmm. I was going to say this looks like it's it's going to be great. The visual style is just incredible. The way the characters just move. It, it's going to be. Ah. It's it's done by Studio Three Hertz, who 
the other stuff that they did this se- coming up this season is not great, but this is good. Yeah, it's, this looks great. I look at this; it's going to be a great movie. I reckon it could have also made a great series. Well, that's what everyone's asking. They're going, "Is this going to now be a series?" Please, like, please and thank you. This, apparently, the way it finishes, it sets it up that there uh, is opportunities for more stuff. But you know, ju- just like with every anime, whether they take that opportunity is another matter altogether. If Crunchyroll have been involved in producing it, which I believe they were, which is why they've had the exclusive preview right. Um, then you know it shouldn't be a problem. They'll just be like, yeah, we'll have more of that. Thanks. It's got X many subscribers in for us. We'll love it. Um, but look, if you want to watch it, jump on a Crunchyroll. Pretty much anywhere in the world, they've got exclusive on this. I'm pretty sure they co-produced it, so you can't get it anywhere else, mm-hmm. um, except maybe in China, and then it's Billy Billy again. So who knows? Um, but look, check it out. Um, we'll definitely be watching it this week because that looks amazing. Mm, it do. Next up, Boku no Hero Academy, the movie two. Heroes Rising. Now, this is the second Boku no Hero, well, My Hero Academia film. Mm-hmm. The first one was incredible. Oh, it was. It was it great. Was fantastic. Watching Midoriya and All Might fighting together. I know. Ah. Oh, Just, that was amazing. Oh. That punch. So, was summary. It? This story takes place on a cold winter's night where the snow continues to fall. Shigakari Togu. It's the villain who's in charge of the ah. evil League of Villains. Tongue twister. What are, what are words? <laughs> uh, plans to destroy all of hero society as the leader of the League of Villains. Prior to this, a battle between heroes unfolds without anyone knowing. Something quietly wakes up and leaves the area. During that time, Deku and the other students of the UA Academy Class 1A are told to, by the retired number one hero, All Might, that they will be part of a project to raise the next generation of heroes and are sent to do hero work for a short time on the warm island south of Japan. Okay, this sounds very similar to the first movie, that we're going to an island. It's it's going to be fun. Kind of reminds me a lot of uh, Pokemon. It's just like, we're going to a completely new island, a completely new region. Some weird stuff's going on there. Mm. Uh, th- this is going to be out on December 19-20 in Japan, depending on the cinemas. Runs for about an hour and a half. Um, so same sort of thing as the previous one. Mm. Action sci-fi, PG-13, Bones, once again on board doing it. I'm pretty hyped. More um, superhero insanity. I'm all for it. Just al- give me. Also, what um, the creator of the series also has said is that this show, th- this film has a fight sequence he wanted to do with Midoriya and Bakugo, which would be the type of fight sequence he would end the series with. Mm. It's that sort of epic level of, of fight with them com- you know, coordinating together. This isn't by any means the end, but the fact that he w- has already gotten to the point and he goes, I know how I want this to end, says a lot. All I can think back to is the finale of Naruto Shippuden. See, we haven't got that far. Oh, you guys We have not got to the end. Oh, Get on that. I, we, we need to watch that fight. We're in the middle. Like, I think last thing you and I watched was the Great Ninja War. No, yeah, we haven't even gotten that far into it either. Yeah, we got in the, f- the start of the Great Ninja War. <laughs> yeah. But basically where Gara was there and like, you all my boys now. <laughs> <laughs> You're all mine. Um, so look, th- this is going to be coming out midway through season four, we expect, because season four is meant to be 24 episodes. Promising a fight like that? I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, you, as I said, cinemas December 19 in Japan. We'll see when that ends up over here. Hopefully it's a New Year's present for us. That'd be pretty that nice. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, we need to talk about Hello World, which, you know, immediately makes me go... Oh, hi, yo, sekai. Good morning, wow. Good morning, wow. 
even though this has absolutely nothing to do with Dr. Stone. And or, that's another copyright. Or Breakout, guys. Yeah. Um, this We're in trouble. Is, um, I'm actually quite intrigued by this. So it's essentially a guy travels back in time from the year 2027 by 10 years to help his younger self correct a bad decision, which results in a girl's death. Ooh. What makes me really intrigued by this? I mean, don't be me wrong. I already love the idea that it's a sci-fi story, time travel. That's kind of my thing. It's got three OVAs. Whoa. There's one set before it and two set after it. And I'm wondering how this works because I know the first OVA is about what's happening in the future before the guy travels back in time. I mean, if we're talking about time travel, the two that follow after could be alternate endings. Exactly. Ooh. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. I don't like doing time travel anymore. <laughs> so that has been in Japanese cinemas since September 19th. Um, we haven't got an official release date for over here, but it's very incredibly animated. We're talking like Makoto Shinkai levels of pretty. So um, once that does get out here, we need to have a look at it. I believe it's getting shown at a couple of anime festivals in the states in the coming weeks so we should we should hear a bit more about it after that um which does bring us to human lost and we've been keeping an eye on this Mm, a tidy little eye on this this uh has blame kind of vibes coming right off it it's just Mm. it looks it looks good the year is 2036 a revolution in medical treatment has conquered death by means of internal nanomachines and the shell system Yet only the riches can afford to partake. Yay, class system. Yozo Oba isn't the richest. Troubled by strange dreams, he flippantly joins his friend's biker gang on an ill-fated incursion to the inside, where society's elite lives. This instigates a journey of terrifying discovery that will change Yozo's life forever. Is this um what what's that what's that Matt Damon film? <laughs> Which where like he's um. Ma- Ma- Elysium. This is Elysium. Oh. This, this, is this Elysium crossed with Akira? A little bit. Actually, the, now I mean, that you've said that. It's a motorcycle yeah. gang. The second you said that, all I could think about was the first like 20 minutes of Akira. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to this. We mentioned it last season, but it hasn't had a release the in this time. The visuals look just yeah. intense. Um, it is getting released in the US this month. It's uh, meant oh, to be yeah. a US release before it's even released in Japan because wow. of the people who funded it. Who funded it? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's to do with um, either Crunchyroll or Funimation. Okay. Um, but it it's like Polygon it's Pictures. It looks there. like it's set for October 21st. Yes, that's the uh, premiere at the Anime Festival in California. Wicked. Yeah. Um, we... I, I really want to see this. This mm, this kind likewise. of reminds me of now that you've said it, I can't unsee the Elysium links. Yeah. That's def. It's Elysium Akira, and it's mixed with. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Um, the Arnie Schwarzenegger one with the clones. Ah, oh. uh, the sixth day. Sixth yeah. Day, yeah, sort of sixth day where it's like, what is human anymore? You know, that, that yeah. sort of question is brought up a lot. And I, I can't wait for this. Mm. I, I'm Likewise. very psyched. I love those kind of psychological You're trips have to and make questions a movie about reality. It. Mm-hmm. Um, it does bring us to another one, which is also, um, it's th- this isn't a sci-fi one, though. No, this is kind of a uh, lo-fi one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's called Bokuru no Nanokakan Sensao, or R7 Day War. Um, this we kind of didn't even know about, and then it just came out of left field, and it looks amazing. Mm. When I first heard the title, I thought, oh, it's uh, kind of like that Summer Wars movie. I don't yeah. know if I've got you guys to sit down and watch that. No, yet. it's still on our watch list. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so get a load of this story. On a day just before summer vacation... 
10th grader Mamoru finds out his neighbor Aya, the girl he has had a long-standing crush on, is moving away soon and suggests to her that they run away from home for a week to celebrate her 17th birthday. Uh, they're joined by their classmates. They shut themselves up in a former coal factory, mm. weird, weird place for it, mm. where they end up rescuing a little boy named Mallet, an illegal resident from Thailand escaping from the immigration offices and looking for his parents. Now that their seven days war breaks out, will their teamwork and strategies fight off the officers and the parents who come to get them? Well, I do wonder. I mean, it's got to be the... I don't want to say home alone, but it's got a similar kind of energy to it. It's like these authority figures are coming to like get their new friend and take them away and stuff Or is like it that. more little rascals? I don't know. Oh, that's, uh, that's going back that's a That's going way. back a bit. But, you know, like, if you think about it, like, you know, causing problem, going against the authority, we're going to do our own thing. Um, I, I like the look of this a lot. Yeah, it's it looks heavy. I mean, yeah. this goes into the whole issue of immigration it's the whole coming of age thing and letting go of a past relationship mm. it, it's art style is a very mid 2000s style and mm. it's amazing artwork and environments like you can see there's been a lot of care taken for the lighting for all the scenery even the close-up shots where they're you know like you can see them playing with like a tin can or something the level of detail is immense it's there was just a bit in the trailer where like some sunlight caught off a puddle and i was immediately back watching um uh, weathering with you weathering with you yeah. and i'm just like okay yeah you have my attention we, we better get an international of to this. be honest all films so far just look stunning they do and i can't wait to see them Th this we we are actually very lucky because the yeah. the next yeah the next six months of films out of japan is just incredible now mm -hmm. this has a december 12th release date That'll be a nice Christmas present, I think. Yeah, if we get it in time. Yeah. Um, this then brings us to... Um, I'm, I'm not too sure on how to start talking about this one. I'll um, give it a go. I'm a male model. <laughs> male model. Kimidake ni mote tainda, which means I want to be popular just to you. Hmm. Seems to Am be I popular modeling with contest. you guys? You're pretty popular. Well, that's You're cool. all that matters to me. We, we, um, we could make you our idols. If you want to. That sounds like a lot of effort. It does sound sure. like effort. Let's not do um, that. So <laughs> My art this is, is not good. a drama school slice of life. It's a story about youth. So it focuses on a group of five handsome high school boys who each have traits that bring them down. Through certain events, they are led by a girl on their quest to win the Murtomen Koshian. Handsome men at Koshian contest. Is this another reverse harem? Reverse harem. I feel like it might be, but here was my initial thought. We thing. are so sexy. Oh wait. Oh yeah. What's happened to the animation? Everything looks like it's coated in honey. Yeah. Who's making this again? Honey works. Oh yeah. Seriously, yeah, I do everything remember. I've seen by them, they've taken a big brush full of yellow honey and spread yeah, it over I'm it. I'm not sure <laughs> how I. I do remember you saying that in the uh, trailer. You were like, "Man, everything looks like it's been smeared with honey from the from the director of Honey Works." Just like what the? <laughs> <laughs> yep, it came out of nowhere, and I mean, this also I want to give a go mm -hmm. to. Um, it's just the the way their lips. Yeah, it's look a bit is a bit. Uh, I don't know. I've seen you, you know though that there are certain games yeah where they have the characters drawn that way and it just 
gives me the heaps. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. But I'm going to give this a go anyway. When, I don't when's mind. it out? Uh, October 24th. Oh, right, uh, so this month. Unknown wow. rating yet. Um, so, yeah, we will have to find out. Which is kind of the problem with a lot of the ones at the moment that are coming out. We don't know what they're going to be. And it's um, all a surprise, it's, it's isn't exciting. it? Yes. yes. Um, I'm also quite keen on this one here. Um, that's uh, another time travel hijinks. Why are there so many time travel anime movies? It's because they love me. <laughs> and they know I love my time travel. I love, hate time travel. Me. Don't try it. Timey wimey fun Bad stuff. Bad things happen. Mm, that's debatable. So, <laughs> we are talking about Sorano Asa Woshiru Hito Yo, or Her Blue Sky. Such a short change of name, isn't it? It is, yeah. I feel like there's something lost in translation. Yeah, I definitely feel like there is. So, summary. This is set in the uh, same Chichibu city as a 2001 series, Anohana, The Flowers We Saw That Day. I think I remember that one a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, story follows two sisters, Akane and Aoi, who have lived together since their parents' passing 13 years ago. One day, older sister Akane's ex-boyfriend, Shinosuke Kanemuro, now 31, visits the city to perform at a festival. At the same time, the 18-year-old Shinosuke from 13 years ago time travels to the present while Aoi starts falling in love with the 18-year-old Shinosuke. Akane and the 31-year-old Shinosuke finally reunite. Essentially, it's... It look, sounds like a love triangle. It's it's a love triangle across time. Across time. I Look, I really like the look of this. Um, there's a lot of people using musical instruments in it as well. Um, and that's making me pretty interested to see what they're going to actually do with it. Yeah, it's like got the whole, um, they're in a band thing, like they're creative mm. and driven, stuff like that. But then suddenly time travel. Why is he traveling there? What's going on? Is it even him? That's Ooh. another question as well. Oh. It's, it's beautifully animated. There's a lot of attention to detail, just like several of the others we've talked about, um, especially on the instruments. This mm. is sort of like the same as um, Carolyn Tuesday, where there's that m- very strong attention paid to the instruments. Oh, and uh, given as well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, time travel hijinks, according to the synopsis, but it looks to be filled with a lot of great drama and, c- drama and character interaction interactions, and I'm really keen yep. on this. So am I. Mm-hmm. I want to give it a watch, but not as much. As I want to give the next one to watch. The next one to watch. Oh, Before we get to that, um, <laughs> Her Blue Sky by Cloverworks, October 11th release in Japan. Hopefully, should know more Stop in reading the ahead, coming Coco. weeks. Which brings us to da, 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 da. the big one, the oh. one that we that, like. Don't be wrong. I want to see almost every single one we've talked about so far in the movie section in for this next quarter. Yeah. But this is the one that if I had to pick one. This is the one I'd watch. Mm. Lupin the Third, the first. The first CG entry in the Lupin franchise, focusing on a story where Lupin teams up with a woman called Letitia to steal the Bresson Diary, a treasure that even the first generation Arsene Lupin could never steal. Now, we talked about this earlier. We dropped Mm -hmm. the trailer on our Facebook group and... What more can we say? It looks so good. This is amazing. Mm. I, I will happily sit here and talk about Lupin for hours. Um, it, I know we need to finish up, but I would talk for hours. Mm, this looks amazing. The like character said, designs, the lighting, the music. The fact that they turned 2D into 3D and nailed it. And it doesn't look Uncanny Valley-like. I am marching down to Luna and demanding that they host it. <laughs> oh, I know, they right? Have to. Um, it's they out would. on December sixth. It's by TMS, um, which is the team behind all the loop and stuff, as well as Marza Animation Planet. I suspect they're the team that's helped out with the R three D animation. We're going to have to take a look at their uh, 
their filmography. We definitely. I will. suspect they've got like some good stuff to show. I know. I'm just, I think I'm going to go back and watch some of the old Lupin films now and the series. <laughs> I, found, I managed to track down the old, um, the 200 odd episodes of season two. Oh, get out, really? There's mm. some very interesting stuff in there, I'm not going to lie. How oh. many times is Lupin just in his undies again? Oh, that's like every episode. That's, that's <laughs> no surprise. Um, but I'm surprised that they actually kept that for this uh, 3D adaptation. It's yes, that appeared in the trailer as well. Yeah, great. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. But it is about time for us to finish because we've kept you for long enough. I did not expect this episode to go so long, so let's get on out. Kauai Fire Radio. Uh, That's all the time we have. We have covered everything we can from this season. Thank you so much for sticking with us through part yes, two. Yes, thank you very much. I it's a been drink. a slug, but we got there in the end. I mean, on the bright side, it means that there is so much stuff we can watch this season that Absolutely. we're spoilt for choice. I'm not watching it all. You can't make me. I'm not going to. <laughs> and so Halloween is coming, and that means we'll be looking at animes that embrace the supernatural and the occult, and we will think about doing something. Mm, we'll we see will, about what we that will, will be. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty plenty out there as well. Oh, absolutely. If we're going with the spooky theme, we're going with Soul Eater, another Tokyo Ghoul, Parasite. These ones immediately come to mind. Oh, and there's plenty you, more too. You'll have to wait out to find what ones we pick for the episode. Absolutely. And, and don't forget to head over to our Facebook page for breaking anime news and videos. You've been listening to Kawaii Fi Radio. We'll be back in two weeks' time with episode 20. And of course, more Kawaii Fi Quest. Mm. Thank you very much for tuning in. And until next time, watch, watch some anime. anime. Catch you next time. Bye now. Ta. Bye.